is Stevie Rochelle from Top and Metal Sludge. Hey everybody, this is Pat Torpy from Mr. Big. This is Glenn Hughes, the voice of rock. What's up? This is Dave Rude from Tesla. And you're listening to Music Mania. Music Mania. You are locked and loaded on the Music Mania podcast. Thank you so much, man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Clint. And for you to allow me to do it with you, uh, I am the Music Mania Podcaster. You the best! You got the best! We roll tonight to the guitar fight. And for those about to rock, I salute you. You ready for some screaming heavy metal? Scream for me, You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. Welcome to the Music Mania Podcast, and we are springboarding into the spring and summer months here on the podcast. I'll tell you what, so many tours, so many shows have been canceled, postponed, that right now it doesn't feel like that typical summer vibe out there. But we certainly hope all of you are staying safe and healthy during this time. It's getting boring talking about it each and every week. What's going on during the pandemic? What have you been up to? In fact, most interviews I start with winds up starting with, what have you been up to during the pandemic? We'd all like to look forward to a time where this is not affecting us as much. Right now, this is what we have, and we hope that we are providing you with a nice and much-needed distraction. We are keeping the interviews coming. In fact, this week, Bruce Kulick, formerly of KISS, will be joining us to talk about what he's been up to. He's been one of the busiest musicians this pandemic uh, as he's been doing his isolated riffs on uh, Facebook and Twitter. He's been doing some amazing duets uh, streaming with his wife. Um, it's really neat that uh, he's been uh, doing what he's doing. So definitely check him out at Bruce Kulick on Twitter and his Facebook page to check out some of his isolated riffs, some of the stuff he's been doing, uh, playing kind of seldom heard Kiss songs. And in this interview, we're going to talk to him about the last Kiss Cruise, what his plans are moving forward as far as with uh, the Bruce Kulick band, what can we expect as far as new music and uh, things of that nature and other things he's been up to. What shows has he been binge watching uh, during this uh, pandemic? His thoughts on joining KISS for uh, the final show whenever it may be. Of course, KISS's um, U.S. leg, the last few dates of the American leg and as well as South America got postponed into the fall. We'll see where all that winds up and we'll see if KISS's final show winds up being in New York, July of 2021 or uh, when if that gets pushed back, whatever happens. There's some shows, some tours that'll st- that are definitely dragging their feet as far as canceling and you see Live Nation is behind a lot of these tours, guys. The Motley Crue Def Leppard Stadium Tour. Um, I think the Green Day Weezer Tour is still yet to be canceled. Maroon 5 is one I think has yet to officially pull the plug. So you would think that would be elementary at this point, that that is inevitable, but we're just going to have to play the wait and see game on a lot of these. In fact, there are shows, while some are being canceled, some are still popping up for August. I think I just saw a show pop up for Warrensburg, Missouri, featuring Quiet Riot, Molly Hatchet, and Blackfoot. And I'm like, are people going to really buy tickets to this with this being announced during this time? It just, it's going to be tenuous. 
at best, and it's going to take a while for people to get over this when and if touring does come back uh, in, in a, some sort of timely manner. We're just going to have to see. In the meantime, we are keeping the interviews coming. MusicManiaPodcast.com. You can get all the information, all the archive shows. Please um, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. We love your feedback. We love hearing what guests you would like us to have on. We will definitely try to make that happen. So please hit us up um, on our Facebook and Twitter. Without further ado, I want to take you to my chat uh, that I did via Skype with none other than former Kiss guitarist Bruce Kulick. Well, it's great to great to have you, man. I, I think more than anyone, maybe even in, out there, you've kind of embraced the in-home music streaming. You've done you've been doing so much from your isolated riffs to your uh, performing songs with your wife. It's been tremendous to be able to take have that look. I mean, what has it been kind of gratifying for you? Have you been enjoying doing that? I'll call it. It's been my uh, one shining ray of sanity. Okay. <laughs> Because it's music and, 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 you know, behind every one of those, uh, you know, kind of videos and shares, this thought that has to go into it and uh, preparation and, uh, you know, it's not just, I I know I make it look easy, but it it isn't that easy. Um, Lisa and I rehearse when we do those, we got to make sure everything looks respectable and then sounds good. And then, and my isolated riffs, uh, you know, I, I have her help as the camera person. So there's a lot of work involved, but, but it, and that's, what's keeping me sane. I, I, if I get, if I just read the headlines and everything, I'll, I'll crawl up in a ball, you know, and hide, you know what I mean? Because uh, it, it, this is a hard thing for everybody to deal with. And obviously, you know, there's so many um, emotions about it and then, uh, you know, the way uh, we're all handling it and then what the government's going to respond to. And then everybody, you know, all the media, how they discuss it on all sides. It gets a little crazy. So, yeah, the music's been very, very... I, I know it's a gift to my fans, and I, I, I do enjoy doing it, but it's also um, their reaction, what you just said. That's what makes it, you know, kind of worthwhile of all the work, you know. So I appreciate that. Well, it's been tremendous, a much welcome distraction, especially some of these songs that, I mean, you think about like you did, I think an isolated riff for, uh, for crazy nights and, and unholy and hide your heart. And it's like, you don't think about the structure of a song, but like you've never, no one's ever really heard those songs. Just the, just the solo or just the riff isolated like that. That's a, that's a key. That's like a nice peek into the inner workings of a song structure. I mean, that's really cool. I, I, you know, I, I have to tell you, there was, it, it was at least two years ago. I'm not positive exactly when, but I was, um, I remember Joe Bonamassa jams a lot on his Instagram and stuff and shares, you know, just the iPhone in front of him and, you know, he's ripping, you know, and I remember I was inspired by that a few years ago. I happened to have a guitar on one of my grad punk gigs in my room. I don't always, and I probably had to bring out another instrument to swap something out. Cause usually the back line has all my gear as you know, flying with equipment is, is hard, you know, but, um, and I decided to do a little bit of hide your heart. And I remember, uh, I'm just sitting in that hotel room. It was up close and personal kind of thing. And a white Viper, I think it was a white guitar, LTD ESP. And the next thing I know, the reaction was huge. Okay. It was really amazing. And I was kind of like, you know, uh, wow. You know, but I didn't, you know, from that cue, I didn't say like, okay, every week I got to do that. Although before COVID-19, I, I did have a guitar of the month and I try to engage the fans as to what's going on. 
talking about anything that that's coming up, a throwback here, a share of a YouTube that I got hip to. Occasionally, I would feature a riff or something, but not that often. And now I know that um, it, it's become something people are looking for. And to be honest, as soon as we're done with this interview, there's a couple of solos that was on my to-do to list to share that I'm going to um, work on and get done so I could post one of them. I have a few other things in the can, as I call it, with Lisa, but we like to space those out. And then, you know, we, we'll rehearse, you know, in the next few days and record again on the weekend. So there's a few more things to share. So um, it, it's it's and I bookend that with my guitar lessons that I started offering and I do cameo shout outs and, and uh, you know, which are like, wish my dad a happy birthday, you know, as an app for that. And I always have a guitar in my hand. So I've been busier than ever, Clint. I got to be. Yeah. Honest. Yep. Yeah. How, how can people um, get the uh, book, the one on one lesson? Is it meathook.com? Is that how they can book you for the one on one guitar lesson? Yeah. The, the meathook app is really great and also offers, you know, I could do just 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I put in different slots. Some people want me for an hour, which is fine with me. And that app works really well. Um, and then there's, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, that's the best way. Uh, absolutely. Well, um, you know, we're kind of just going around here and there's just so much going on. People are, you know, looking for means of distraction. And so we, I kind of opened it up uh, to the, uh, did you know, by the way, that you have a Bruce Kulick dedicated, it's a Facebook group dedicated just to you. Oh That's yeah, pretty the, cool. the appreciation page. That's pretty I, great. I mean, it, it, they're diehards, which I, 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 some of them I've met and I know, but they post stuff that I, I've never seen. So I'm constantly <laughs> taking screenshots or downloading the stuff that they find to me. I just saw one today again that, uh, although make sure they scan that one photo in a magazine that I probably had the magazine, but I didn't scan it you know, uh, very nice. It's, yeah, it's, it's I it, appreciate it. Yep. Some great people there. And uh, we wanted to just open up for, for a couple of questions from them. So we'll just oh, throw yeah, a couple absolutely. of those at yeah. you rapid fire style. And, uh, this okay. was a question that I certainly would have, uh, would have, uh, introduced as well, but we'll give this credit to John Buckley who wants to know, because we talked about this last time after the kiss cruise 18, you talked about kind of uh, recording an album with that band, but he wants to know, uh, will you guys uh, consider touring at some point when that can happen again? Right. Um, playing the deep cuts, uh, Kiss Cruise style. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's been something, of course, that a lot of people asked for. Um, you know, with my Grand Funk thing, it's hard. Those guys are, you know, going to always go out with Slash, it seems. And, of course, Slash got busy with Guns N' Roses, so there could have been some opportunities this year, possibly. But, um, and, and to be honest, you know, in, in the world of Kiss, that group that I have, which I call uh, affectionately the uh, Vegas Mob, because members of Bruce's band, Two Bs and Mob, okay, um, they are they can do anything, and they're incredibly uh, fun to work with. They're big Kiss fans, you know. Um, and and but the point I want to make is just, you know, the perfect crowd for us, of course, is a very big Kiss-centric crowd, like an expo, a cruise, you know, actually going and doing dates across uh, any country, you know, maybe more outside of America would be like a wow factor. But uh, I don't know if it could create as much excitement. I'm not trying to diminish what we can do, but you got to remember, um, uh, even when Ace does a club, it's, it's not like what, when Kiss performs, okay? And that's why uh, I'm a little cautious about it, but I am welcome to look at it and hope, of course, when we have the opportunity that makes sense, that it's well received 
and and uh, I know we're going to enjoy whatever we play. And and now the bigger question is just like, well, when is you know touring going to be be possible safely? Sure. You know? So that's uh, uh, um, weighing on me more than would I be willing to? I've always said I've been willing to, and the offers that ever came in just they were too far away and too difficult with our schedules and, and I would lose money going there, you know, so I can't do that. I I'd have to, you know, really look at the big picture. That's all. Well, I, I love Todd Kearns just uh, right in, back in February. I was in Vegas and was couch uh, writing the rock vault, which uh, Todd's in. It's tremendous. He's, he's a great singer. Do you think that what you guys have done on the, on the past couple of kiss cruises have, have influenced the band at all? Uh, because, throughout this tour that they've really been throwing on some some cuts from from your albums i mean i think they did uh, tears are falling on this last leg crazy nights has made an appearance i mean that uh, right. very well could have uh, kind of kick-started that whole time period of the band almost to the point where the band <laughs> threw threw some songs in to sort of pay tribute to it that's pretty cool well you know i, I in one way i'm i'm sure we didn't diminish their idea uh to to maybe look at some songs from those years from from my years in the band but i do think like like crazy nights has always been so huge internationally so when they were touring over there uh in europe and everything they were they were doing that song so it wasn't real hard to put it back in uh now um hide your heart they've been doing a long time and and i guess you said tears of falling is the other one yeah just yeah, on this that, last leg that, right yeah that yeah that would have been probably influenced by well first of all it's it's one of the fan favorites of certainly of the non-makeup era but but maybe even the whole kiss thing you know what i mean so it's a it's a wise one for them to to add but um again uh, i i can't really take credit but most importantly gene and paul and eric and tommy are always very supportive especially gene and paul of um what what i've been doing on on those last two cruises with those sets and that that's a great feeling, you know, that uh, uh, they 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 respect my band. And I know that they're glad that I'm kind of representing an era that uh, I don't think they'd ever do much more than a couple, you know, like a hide your heart and the crazy nights or a hide your heart and the tears are falling. So it's 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 good to know they they like knowing, too. Well, there is somebody waving the flag for those years. you know. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. Um, Nick Joyner wants to know, and this is a good question. When is uh, Bruce going to write his autobiography or memoir? Ah, great question. Yeah. You know, um, years ago, and it was so many years ago, I did get together with a guy in the industry and we had like 24 chapters. There was some really cool stuff there. Um, and I still have it, of course. And I always feel like, uh, well, you know, depending on how long this thing goes on, you know, no one really knows. Okay. Um, it, it, it would be a good time. But I also, before this pandemic situation, I kind of really thought it would be most effective if I put a lot of energy into it when, when the band really did end, you know what I mean? After that supposed July 21, you know, show, you get what I mean? Because yeah, it very well could have been a, a complete chapter that would relate to the final goodbye and, and my inclusion, even though I have no clue exactly how that would be done i still have no clue but you know what i mean that would be like a pretty cool uh chapter to have so um i already look at everything i did prior that i told you about and everything i've done on my older website kulik.net which doesn't exist anymore it's it's brucekulik.com uh but i i wrote a lot of stuff about each tour and album not everyone i remember i didn't do asylum track by track 
that was a little bit intentional because I was kind of like, I didn't want to talk about every one of the albums, but there's a pretty in-depth, um, there's, there's um, uh, you, you know, uh, content there. And I always thought that my book would be much more about, um, in general, my career, and of course, focusing in large with the Kiss years, but, but in a very positive way. Uh, you, you know, in other words, the process of it, talking about the records, talking about the, uh, the videos, the experience of this producer, that producer, um, you know, my experiences about the, the tragedy with Eric Carr, you know, things like that. And then how did it feel like all of a sudden I'm not in the band anymore? You know what I mean? Um, so it, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it, but I haven't been, um, you, you know, I know some people already jumped into a book. I spoke to a producer. I shouldn't mention who, but he's Kiss related. And he kept telling me, you know, he's working on his book and because this is the perfect time, you know, and uh, for me, though, I'm still like so driven about music. And you realize that even if I got serious about working on a book right now, it, it, it could take a year until it could be released. You know? Yeah. So right now I'm like trying to be as creative as I can be uh, in this current situation, which is, you know, generate some money with the lessons and, and, and other things that are related that way. And then, of course, doing a lot of this online content for my for my fans, because I know they enjoy it and, and it keeps me sane. I'm actually even entertaining the idea of, it, uh, and I'm hoping it can work because we know some of the streaming things have issues sometimes, but to do like a live uh, evening with Bruce for an hour with my wife, you know, um, kind of helping out at times and me playing and taking questions and doing something like that too. So uh, that's been my focus right now, but in the future, a book, a book has to happen. Has to. Absolutely does. Um, talk to us a little bit about grand funk because um, it's unbelievable to look at you've been in, in there for 20 years. What makes that, such a great fit. You guys had a lot of dates on the books for this summer, including here in Kansas City, June 12th. Obviously, we don't know. Uh, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> don't know. But um, 20, 20 uh, years, man. 20 yeah. years. What's it been like? Well, I mean, we all get along really well. We love performing together. It's very natural for us when we, you know, get on stage and, and the crowd, uh, you know, we always really uh, get a great response. It, it's much different than a Kiss thing because there's no massive production. You know what I mean? It's just five guys on stage, you know, singing and playing their hearts out. And um, and and we're not on tour in the traditional sense like Kiss, with the you know date 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 every every almost every day. Then a couple of days off. We we mostly do fly dates on the weekend, um, and and you know do the casino city festival etc. Um, honestly. Uh, I can't believe it's 20 years. It's amazing. I, actually, it's really mind blowing to think I've been doing it that long. But I do enjoy that music. We all get along well. In fact, this morning, Don Brewer, who kind of handles most of the business with the agent and everything, uh, and Don happened to write everybody just saying, like, not really any more news. You know, these dates are, are moved ahead till, you know, like kind of late fall, you know, almost winter, and uh, get you more info information next week. So um, the dates for now are being postponed as they need to. Uh, uh, and and uh, we'll see what happens. You know, uh, I'm hoping, obviously, when it's safe, you know, and I'm hoping it could happen uh, this year, obviously, that everything can, um, you know, people can safely congregate. But I, I don't know the answer to that. So that's why I'm, I'm trying not to look too far down the calendar. I'm trying to deal with, all right, every day, what am I doing? You know, your interview, a guitar lesson later. <laughs> I got another interview with another guy that I, that I know from the East Coast. I forget what he does. 
again, but I've known him. And then, uh, then I'm spending some time in the studio and then rehearsing with Lisa tonight. And when I say my studio, it's never really been a studio, but I have the capability of making a studio. So that's like, before we started our call, I was in my garage. All right. Where are those mic cables again? I got <laughs> to figure out if I can put the amp in the bathroom or the laundry room. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm doing. And, and I'm, I'm really excited by it. I have to admit it's the only silver lining is that, you know, you always do a lot of hard things you avoid you usually, but when, when life throws a curveball, and this is a curveball for everybody. So I hope everybody understands, well, what are the positive things that you can make happen from this? Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's devastating economically for everybody. And the, the, uh, uh you know, the fact that, hugging another human being that isn't your immediate family if they're of course virus free is is you can't do it you know we don't know when you know uh how do i do a meet and greet and you know you know meet my fans up close and personal you know it's it's this is terrible you know i mean it, it you know we all know how much we uh, as human beings socially like to uh, shake a hand give somebody a hug and be close to them you know and, and actually chat one-on-one so the fact that that's all taken away and then the fact that this virus is confusing to even the scientists, uh, you know, and it's worldwide, which is, you know, obvious. It's a it, it, it uh, I, I usually refer to it as the shit show, you know, I mean, sorry, <laughs> the foul, but it is. So, you know, again, silver linings is like, Bruce, you always like kind of thought about having a studio in your house so you don't have to go to that guy's house or have to rely on this person or whatever. So I'm going to make it happen, you know, and it will make me more, it will, it will keep me creative and not in the, Oh, what's going to happen now? You, you know what I mean? Cause there's so many unknowns yet. Well, and, and you talk about positives and maybe, uh, you know, um, old bandmate of yours from Union. I'm a huge Union fan, never had a chance to talk to you about Union. So I'm going to take that opportunity right now. Uh, your old, uh, bandmate um john crabby had uh, kind of taken to to social media and said hey you know we've got to stay home got to do this uh, it's kind of made me think like does this give you kind of time to to maybe you know reconnect with with a with with a john crabby i mean union was such a great band I, man I, yeah i mean what, what I have, would you ever uh, do it again actually, would you ever would you ever revisit oh, union oh, I, yeah i don't rule out that that john and i could do something in the future but it's kind of ironic you brought up that, that, that John wrote something about that. And, and my wife mentioned it to me. Lisa said, hey, you know, John wrote something about, you, you know, what's going on about, you know, if we open up too soon, you know, wait a minute. You know, you know he was just, you know, kind of expressing how he felt about it. But I wrote him this morning, actually. I didn't hear back yet, but I just said, like, you know, wow, that was, you know, that was intense. You wrote that. And obviously I'm hoping for the best here as well. But I was just trying to reach out. But it's interesting. I'm, I've um, really been networking much broader, in a sense, than usual because of this. Okay, for example, that Cameo app that I was mentioning earlier, which is the way you can book me to do a big shout out for somebody, or just tell somebody something inspirational in a message, and play a little bit of Forever or something that means something to that person. Uh, I do very well with that. I have to admit, a lot of people really love my uh, my cameos, uh, but. There was a special three-day event, and then we, we uh, Cameos uh, created something called Cameo Cares. And then all the artists that participated, you know, would donate all the money to a COVID-19-related charity, which I chose mine. And I did good. I think I, think I got like seven or eight bookings, which is great. So that's a, a nice chunk of change that goes to uh, 
I think I chose like uh, No Kid Hungry. You know, it was like an American people that uh, uh, feed the, the the children that are that can't get get fed, which is kind of sad. And if it was sad before, it's only worse now. You know that, okay? Of course. Um, but anyway, uh, on the panel, they did a special kind of thing. Mike Portnoy, you know, from Dream Theater, who I've known of for years, but never really knew him, knew him. Dee Snyder, who I've worked with, of course. And uh, uh, then you have Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick, who I've known for many, many years. And Andy Black, who's in a band called Black Veil Brides, uh, a, you know, excellent band. Um, really huge. On, on Instagram, he's like 2.4 million people follow him. You know what I mean? And, and I've met him at, at events. So all of a sudden, I'm networking with these people. Oh, and Ricky Rocket from Poison, of course. And we did like a, you know, kind of took some questions, did a panel for about 45 minutes, an hour on uh, the state of things. So then all of a sudden, I'm reconnected with a few people that I haven't been that connected with. And then uh, I'll tell you guys first, out of, out of nowhere, one, you know, a couple of these guys in Nashville that, that work with Luke Bryan, who's a big country artist. I only mm -hmm. know the name. I don't know the guy's music. You heard of him, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's got a couple of band guys that Eric Singer says, like, hey, they're doing this thing. It's, they're covering a couple of Kiss things. You know, you want to help out. So all of a sudden, yesterday, I'm, I'm on the phone with those guys trying to figure out, all right, what do you want to do? You know, what I mean, what are we going to do? And I don't want to give away anything yet until I know it's happening the way I expect it to happen. But that's cool. You know what I mean? I'm like, wow, these guys are into it. They played me a version of of a Kiss song from Crazy Nights that blew me away that they covered. And, and they're country guys. You know what I mean? But they're like, oh, we're so honored to talk to you. You know what that means to me? You know what I mean? These guys are are, are respected in their field and, and, and out there touring, but a different genre, kind of, you know. They got the, the big country gig, you know, not the rock gig, but it's wonderful. So, yeah, I love this. That's another thing that I could reach out to John. John and I have talked more in the past six months than than the previous years. You know, last year we did jam together at the uh, uh, at an indie expo. And uh, and because we could only learn a half hour worth of material in time, I had my wife fill the other half hour with me. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's, that's, that's something that she's my secret weapon that way, too. And right now, I don't want to go to a studio. I don't want to see even my, my Vegas band, who I love. Not quite yet, but I am going to be dealing with, I can, you know, do all these other things and maybe virtually work with them, as, as, as well as these other people, like the, the guys in Nashville that I just mentioned. You see? Yeah, that's, I loved it. It's amazing. And just uh, the, the creative people get creative during these times. And it's just absolutely that's amazing. And I love that about uh, this business. Uh, before we let you go, Bruce, um, I've got our final four drum roll, which is just uh, four quick questions, uh, rapid fire style. And you just give us whatever comes to mind. Okay. Okay. What kind of quarantine uh, eater are you? Are you uh, learning to cook or are you, uh, you know, having stuff delivered? We're not having anything delivered. We picked up one time and it was so insane. It was almost like going to a speakeasy to get your food, which is smart. But then we were yeah. like, okay, well, what could be contaminated here? You know, so we, we bailed on that. And, and my wife has really stepped it up on occasion. I've had, hey, I got an idea. I'm going to make a turkey wrap thing. Come on. You know what I mean? And I make something great. But she's been knocking it out of the park. And I was just talking to my my band guys about how we're all gaining weight because we're eating pretty well at home three square meals you know what i mean yeah so she's doing the cooking yeah um well obviously uh, this is not going to be the case we at some point we'll get back to normal there will be concerts and we'll be touring again but uh in in some weird world that say that's not the case what would have been the last concert you attended as a fan last concert i went to see uh harry connick jr 
ah. at the uh, win, uh, not the win, the encore. I was invited by a guy that has done sound for many years with Graham Funk, who is a sound guy. Now, I love, um, uh, you know, I'm a fan of his. I do enjoy his stuff, but I love the fact that he loves Frank Sinatra. And some of my fans know that I'm a bit obsessed with Frank Sinatra for the past years. And, uh, and, and he actually did a record of his versions of Cole Porter, who's a very famous uh, songwriter that Frank covered a lot of his songs. So uh, that, that gig was like a hybrid, but he had a small group. It wasn't a big band thing, but oh my God, Lisa and I absolutely loved it. And I'm funny. I, I can, I, 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 you know, I, I, I get nervous when I'm in a crowd because I know what it is for the players, but these guys were like, they, they, they were amazing. I shared a little bit of that online. And just prior to that, I got to see Foreigner and they were amazing at, at, at the Venetian. They were, wow, I love that. So, you know, the great thing about living in Vegas is everybody plays here. So I'm, I'm never going to be, you know, um, out of the loop with seeing people play when it's safe again. But I, I really enjoyed those shows. I love it. I, Foreigner, Jeff Pilson's a great friend of the show. Oh, yeah. I, it, it's yeah. funny because my answer should actually be Kiss because I was on my way to see Kiss in Tulsa when the concert got canceled midway through the afternoon and nothing's oh, wow. been the same ever since. So uh, technically yeah. it's uh, Aerosmith for me in Vegas. I was at the residency there yeah, uh, for Aerosmith. I, I actually caught that show too. It was and, great. And it was, it, 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 I mean, what, what a great set they have of, you know, the material they can do. And they were all really, you know... Uh, they're pretty reckless on stage. They just go for it in a crazy way. You know, I was like, I'm so used to Graham Funk being very kind of regiment, even though you don't know it. You know, we know the script and we know what we're doing. Uh, they, I thought Aerosmith was really wild in a way, but but everybody loved it. And uh, I think it's wonderful. In fact, residencies, I think, will still be very valuable moving forward with this, because even though you'd have a crowd, but at least the band doesn't have to travel around. You get what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, I've I'm, been I'm thinking I'm... about that and maybe maybe kiss needs to look at that as well as a way for people to, to see them. You know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, question three, um, in, in a perfect world, the last kiss concert takes place uh, July of 2021 in New York city, uh, maybe Yankee stadium or Shea stadium, one of those, but uh, you're, you're there, you're on stage, you play one song with the band. What song is it going to be? Oh, wow. I mean, I'd love it to be something like tears of falling or, yeah. uh, or even hide your heart, but I like tears of falling even better. You know? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I fantasized quite a few times about like, what could we do? How could we do it? I know I was chatting to a friend of mine yesterday about it. I don't know, you know what I mean? But, but you know, Gene and Paul are smart. It'll all get figured out. I wonder if they'll even move that date now that they're losing out on sure. so much of, of the tour that, that, that they want to do. They still didn't go to Australia. They had to cancel. Uh, well, they postponed, I guess, South America till the end of the year, right? Yeah, and uh, some a couple of U.S. dates, including the one I was on my way to, yeah. uh, to October. So, yeah, that'd yeah. be great. That'd be a, that would be a great one, uh, certainly. So, final final four question uh, is: What uh, Netflix or streaming show have you discovered uh, since the pandemic started, or are you too busy oh, doing no, your no, online no. stuff? We always we try to have a little relaxation time. Lisa's so cute. Around eight thirty all the time, she'll say to me, "So, are we ready to go up?" Like in. 15 minutes to watch a show you know what i mean so uh and i'm always like yeah you know because i'm usually even even though i can wind down a little bit by by even looking at my facebook or some social media that's still kind of related to my career so that's not exactly unplugging so we do um i have a beautiful room in my home where i can watch a nice big tv the latest show that we got hooked on it's kind of weird it's kind of cool i will give it um uh, uh, a mention because I, I think it's it's good enough for people to check out 
and it's called um, uh, Tales from the Loop on Amazon Prime. Yes, yes, yeah. great one. That's a great one. That's so straight, so different though. I Kinda love it. Weird. Yeah, I, I love sci-fi, and the fact that it's like retro sci-fi is really weird. Last night episode, which was number seven, talked about the guy who has the prosthetic arm. Yeah. and the island. I don't want to give it away for anybody. You know, it's a great it was, show. It was pretty, pretty interesting. Lisa, the guy with the arm, he's shown that way right away. Come on. Hey, you know what? Did you, did you get to see episode I've seen seven? This. It's only yeah. eight of them. I'm, I'm through the whole thing. I thought it was oh, tremendous. See, so, you know, yeah. I didn't give anything away saying that. The island and the guy with the prosthetic arm, the mechanical arm, who the second you meet him, you go like, what's that? That right? is so and interesting kept, that you said I, that. I, I, that is great. I actually said to Lisa right right after we watched like one or two of them, I said, there's going to be an episode on what happened to his arm. You know <laughs> what I mean? And, and sure enough, I mean, I didn't know there would be an episode on the sentry guy, you know, the black dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was yeah. a really weird one. Well, and, that, and, you know, uh, all of them are a little weird. I mean, the first one, I was kind of like, what? Who's this girl? Who's that? What's going on? But usually every good show, the very first one, you got to like kind of just go with it and hang in there. I'll tell you one show I will not watch. And I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend anybody. You know, you got your own remote. You can turn on whatever you want. I'm not watching that Tiger King thing. No, nope, I'm either. I'm with you. Know? you. But, but I get the fascination with it. I do. I do. I do. Even I uh, Paul tweeted that picture that somebody made him the the, the Tiger King. It was hilarious. Yeah, that was worth it. That's that, that's the only yeah. reason why I would might check it up. Yeah, I haven't watched that. Won't do it, Bruce. I tell you what, I know you've got a lot going on. Thanks so much for for coming on with us today, no man. Problem. It's uh, hopefully we get to get Grand Funk out here at some point. We'll make this happen. Um, best of luck. Yeah, we'll if definitely. It is in watch. June. It will be another time. And thank you so much. And uh, keep in touch. Okay. Bat Bruce. Thanks a lot, right, man. Thank everybody. BruceKulik.com. Okay. Thanks. Right, Bat. Thank you. Big thanks to Bruce for joining us, taking time from his schedule. He's doing guitar lessons. He's uh, doing those isolated riffs, streaming on his Facebook and, and Twitter, uh, doing the duets with his wife. I mean, I saw some awesome ones. I think he just did Tears Are Falling uh, recently. Um, he's been doing a lot of kind of Kiss songs from his era, and we talked about the importance of those songs and how it may have even influenced Kiss's set list with uh, songs like Crazy Nights and um, Tears Are Falling, which I think they had on the last leg. So great to catch up with Bruce. Definitely looking forward to him moving forward with new music, um, you know, with uh, his band, which features singer Todd Kearns. And uh, we certainly hope we get something from them at some point. It would be tremendous. He even talked about maybe uh, he's reconnected with John Karabi. And I was always such a fan of Union and I love ESP. Uh, Bruce Kulik, definitely a part of some of my favorite um, eras of Kiss and not a lot of people there's certainly a growing segment of a population of Kiss fans that come out in support of, of those songs, especially the albums like Asylum, A Revenge, it was awesome, um, Hot in the Shade. I even like Crazy Nights. I make no bones about it. So, you know what? There's a, a growing segment of people that uh, that enjoy that era, and it's great to go back and relive some of those albums. And Kiss definitely still pays homage to that era, uh, even with their um, End of the Road tour set list featuring some of those songs, even War Machine uh, from Creatures of the Night getting in there and, and things like that. So, huge thanks to Bruce Kulick for joining us. We have so many great interviews coming up. We've got guitar wizard Axel Rudy Pell coming up. We've got well, another guitar wizard, Gus G, formerly of Ozzy Osbourne's band, coming up. Um, so many more on the horizon. I've got uh, Don Crash from the band Heat, the Swedish band Heat, coming up. Can't wait to get to all these. So much more. Check us out on our website, musicmaniapodcast.com. Remember, your money stays and plays with us. The interviews keep rolling on into the spring and summer months. <laughs>